A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Square Ball Podcast. Hello there. The show is brought to you by Levi Solicitors. So we'll do you 10% off your legal fees, 15% off conveyancing instructions until the end of September 2021. LeviSolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. I'm Dan Moylan. Hello. With me is Michael Normanton. Hello. And Moscow White, Daniel Chapman. Hello. In propaganda, then we find out what has been said by the opposition fans in relation to Leeds United. Moscow, how was it? How have you found it? <laughs> Just having a look. The opposition fans have had quite a lot to say. Um, Okay, do we really want to hear this? Is it going to be painful? I mean, I've not listened to these clips. Uh, as I've said to you earlier on in the day, I've not engaged in any way, shape or form the reaction, the analysis to any of this. Do I want to hear it? Yeah, I mean, the, these first ones are all right. And and the um, the final one, I'd be amazed if you've you've not heard it yet. The, so the first one is from the Anfield Rap, who are kind of, I guess they're probably about as close as you can get to square ball for a Liverpool thing. They do like they're quite well established and stuff, aren't they? They um, record while eating bacon sandwiches. We don't do that. Absolute animals. Mm. I mean, I don't know what you do if you're a vegetarian who who likes their stuff because the opening credits is they're showing people cooking bits of pig, which you know I eat meat. That's absolutely fine. But you'd see the perspective of you know if you're a vegetarian, red. You might be interested in their opinions, but you're not interested in watching a pig being cooked. So it's it's an interesting stylistic choice. The other one they had is their post game one. Is they sit in a um, a pub. They would seem to go very nice places, very kind of like a um, polished wood and the sort um, of place that they charge you a tenner for a pie. Yeah, which is possibly why they've only bought one. There's three of them sitting there and they sit there in a row facing the camera, but there's only one of them in the middle's got a pint and the other two don't. This is the no, post a pint, a pint. I said pie. Oh, okay. Well, tenner, tenner for a pint as well. But um, yeah, they call it the post-match pints, but only one of them's got a pint. Right. Well, it's because it's, it'd be the post-match the, pints. The pints. Other, the, otherwise, but I mean, it? there's a pandemic on. You can't all be drinking out the same glass. You'd have to use straws, wouldn't you? Anyway, anyway, anyway this first clip, um, they're coming live from, I'm not quite sure where it is. It's like an industrial commercial estate thing somewhere in Leeds. The, so these lads are on the way to, uh, to Ellen Road and they're looking forward to it. Just before I play the clip, I do want to say, Pubs that don't put proper sides on their pies and just put pastry over a top of a tin. That's not good. Don't do that. I'm excited to get in there because I've talked all week about um, about Leeds as a name. And I think this was one of the fixtures when they came back up that I was most excited about. And last season, obviously, we didn't get it because towards the end of the season, there weren't fans in. Um, this season, you know, we're finally going to sort of feel what it's like to be in Elm Road. And, um, you know, you think back to all those those big wins. We've been looking at them on social media this week. The Heskey goal. We, we, have you, were you at any of those? 
I was at the four I didn't go to the FA Cup. I was. I mean, it looked good as well. Not to dive in, but I. Hey, go on, go on. Not to dive in, I was at the FA Cup, and honest to God, it was probably the most consummate, humiliating performance of that Liverpool era. Such good lead side as well. Honestly, as well, and you were brilliant, and it kind of set the tone. I think we'd won the League Cup by then. Although it was just before, but it kind of just gave everyone belief. Leeds absolutely. Yeah, Nicky Barmy scored and Neil Esky scored. Yeah, it was kind right of back to that. It was always Ale Ale, uh, no, put the champagne and ice, going to Cardiff twice, that's when it started. I think that, that's going to go now. So it's <laughs> good, it good like, that, but Leeds always felt, Leeds at Elm Road felt like such a big game. It felt like a proper top four game back then, and it always felt as if Liverpool and Leeds were sort of tussling for those, um, you know, those spots. But um, yeah, it's brilliant. Brilliant to sort of be back and 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 sit and it's the stadium for me. First time at the stadium, it's another one stadium to take off the list. So I'm uh, I'm doubly excited. Which is what you want from a game like this: the uh, enjoyment of the occasion. But I didn't enjoy it, did you? I think part of the problem is that that's for those of us old enough to remember it. That you do go, oh Liverpool, top four clash. Actually, they're top four. Where somewhere underneath, wherever wherever well, that ends up the, the, this the, season. The, the We're the not top is, four. The point is, the top four is way way over the horizon in the distance and we are somewhere back here with all the yeah. other riffraff it's interesting the game they're talking about though because I without having heard this included that in my match report talking about the O'Leary team when probably look if you look through the the team we started that game with it's probably one of the best we've ever had certainly in the last like 20 years of um, Martin in gold and it's the classic Rio Ferdinand's playing we've got Fowler Viduka and Kewell up front Batty and Decor and Bowyer in midfield you know you think this it's absolutely exciting. Robbie Keane is comes on off the bench. We lost 4 0. And so it's kind of even when it happens. Uh, yeah, it can happen. Even yeah. when we're brilliant, we can be um terrible and other teams can um Emil Heskey scored twice against us in that game. We had Viduka, Kewell, and Smith I don't know where Smith was in that game, but and Robbie Fowler, Emil Heskey twice. <laughs> and a third and a real Ferdinand on goal, but he was scum. So as they go back to them post-game, there's another lad has, uh, has joined them by this stage. Some A young lad who's the very optimistic one, um, declaring they're about to win the league four games into the season. But yeah, as post-game, I mean, I found I found these lads all right, to be fair. like I could kind of relate to it. It's like, yeah, they look like they've had a really good away day, the bastards. It's never a 2-0, it's a 3-0 at least. Yeah, big shite. They were <laughs> shite, weren't they? Of all the talk of uh, Bielsa's intensity and, you know, like, how hard they were going to work us, I think first 10, 15 minutes, both teams are feeling them, themselves into the game, but the Reds took control, I felt, and um, I'm delighted Fabinho gets a goal, by the way. Um, when, I think it was Manning had the chance just before that, and me and John both had a pie, and when he missed, I said, <laughs> I said to John, we both had a pie there, so it was a bad time to you score. Wait, you wait, he was waiting for us to finish, yeah, yeah. and then we scored. And then he through. scored. And he scored from the like, corner. I was right. Um, and, and obviously the, um, the, the Elliot, I mean, the Elliot injury seemed to cheat them up, which was, the, which is what sort of infuriated the way in, and that's what made up it tasty at the end. But it's going to be a fun 20 minute walk home to the car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this but, could be um, the last you see of us. I, 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 said to, I said to John, I was like, I'd, I'd, I'd do anything for a third year just so we get to celebrate at them and at them. And we did, we got it. That was a lot of that as well. I, I absolutely love as a song, the Reds have got no money, but we'll still win the league. It's, it's brilliant. Just, it's just such a balance in the terrace, especially in old ground. Like, you can't help but just yeah, go like yeah, that as well. You feel everything in there as well. You felt every time the leads were bouncing, but you really felt it when the Liverpool fans were bouncing. And every single one of us at the end there was giving it a big one, and the Reds have got no money, but we'll still win the league. And I'm absolutely confident. The Reds are still in the league. I've, I've seen nothing so far from from this Liverpool side this whole season right. to, to sort of you know back, back against us winning the league. At Chelsea, you saw the way they celebrate at the end. 
Leeds come away from here with, with, with 3-0 and, that, and they're still pretty much celebrating at the end because of, you know, whatever they've taken from this game. An 18-year-old lad getting injured. Yeah, nice one, lads, all the best. Scum. <laughs> but but what, what, what the Reds will take from it is, is ultimately a league title come May and, and that's what we want, isn't it? Yeah, the adrenaline of the game there. You can hear, he, uh, you can hear it. He's chatting at 100 miles an hour. And... Sad to hear Stuart Dallas calling us scum. That was a bit, <laughs> that was a bit of a shame. <laughs> the, um, the Reds have got no money mm. thing. None at all. None at all. I assume, Michael, you came up with this chart that shows Jurgen Klopp's total spending. Can I read some of the numbers out on 20, it? Well, let's do the, the, the big headline one. Well, let, well let, let's save that for the end. That's, let's build up to okay, the payoff, okay. right? So, so uh, Sadio Mane, 30 million. Wijnaldum, 25 million. Salah, 43 million. Uh, Andy Robertson, just a mere 10 million. Oxley. Harvey Elliott's that chippy little, not chippy, um, <laughs> chirpy little. I'll get into a lot of trouble. <laughs> that chirpy little that slipped, uh, slipped out, didn't it? Uh, youth team uh, product, four point three million. I'm assuming. Why, the, why did they pay so much for him? I thought they dragged him off the fields of uh, of Liverpool. I'm assuming the asterisk on this is like rising too in some instances. If there's add-ons, anyway, but... let, let me continue. Mm. Uh, Oxlade Chamberlain, thirty-five million. Van Dyke, seventy-five million. Cater, uh, fifty-three million. Tavares, more than a woman, 44 million. That's Adrian, a, who that, played for us. Yeah, that's Fabinho, by the way. Ah. Uh, Shakiri, 14 million. Becker, 65 million. Harvey Elliott, just the 4.3. Wow. Bargain. Even uh, Minamino, seven and a quarter. Uh, I don't even know. Costas, uh, he's 12. Uh, the other Thiago, Alcantara, 28. Jota, 45 million. And then Canate uh, this summer for 36 million. So, I mean, I know they sold to generate, didn't they? They sold Coutinho for an absolute boatload, but... This is it. I mean, it what's, comes, the head, what's the final figure there? It comes to a total of 29 players for £550 uh, million and £50,000. Um, over five, that's over five years, so they've spent... £100 million a year. 100, £110 the, million a year. The, the, and the point about Liverpool, you mentioned Coutinho there, I have maximum respect for the that deal where they sold Coutinho and went and bought Alisson and Van Dijk because that made them... That, that completed team and it's absolutely a superb piece of business and if they're spending this much money it's money that they've taken in and it's on that score it's fair enough but don't pretend you ain't got no money that's the first thing and then the other thing is I find this quite useful more um, to think about the conversation with Rodrigo being 29 million and what we pay for Daniel James and what we pay for Furpo and whether we're getting the value for money when you look at, for example, where is he, Nabi Cater, who they paid thirty-two million pounds for, and he sits on the bench, and he's never been as good as they wanted him to be. Um, even Shakiri, forty million. I suppose he's been a, a, a decent squad player for them, but not somebody you would think has been exceptional. This Canate um, that they've signed this summer, who is essentially a backup centre back in case something happens to. Van Dyke again and with Matip kind of aging £36 million. So he's kind of the equivalent of our strike who cost a million. Andy Lonergan. No, <laughs> at least at least we do have something uh, <laughs> something in common with them. But it, I find it, it useful. It is upsetting that um, we don't get more out of Rodrigo for the money that we paid for him. But then... It's a reflection of the market, isn't it, more than anything else? It's yeah. Nothing, it's nothing else. It's just a stupid TV money. And I think... And I, that's why I think I was making a point on it earlier podcast so you kind of balance it out that because we got Bamford so cheap it means that our Bamford our Bamford backup can be more expensive because we've got more in the bank from what we didn't spend on Bamford so if you balance them out as like two 50 million pound players you'd feel a little bit better about how Rodrigo is not much good at all <laughs> but 
you know, we are in that market where to get close to Liverpool, we need three £30 million forwards, not just one and some championship players. And we're not going to get there until we sell Calvin Phillips and spend the money on new players. That was part of my, my sense of doom at the weekend was, well, that's it, we've lost Phillips now. I and mean, we may well sell him in the summer. But do you know what? There's, there's part of me thinks, if it just means we can get better, I don't know, do we ex- just accept don't it? Don't sell him, Dan. You they're going to do. They're going to do. Of course they are. If, th- if his value gets up, to, if they can get 80 million, 90 million, they're going to sell him. They will do. You know they will. And I think that's less, I think it's less about what Leeds want to do. It's more about, I mean, we're, we're moving this conversation into very dark areas now, but I think it's as soon as a club like Liverpool or Manchester City want him, they'll buy him because they can afford him and they can give him Champions League football immediately. I think there's a romantic idea with Leeds at the moment based on last season finishing ninth, where it's like, oh, if we can just get into the Europa League, Calvin will want to play a season in Europe with us, which he might. But then if he's offered the Champions League and the wages that will come with it at that moment. Can we move on to something more positive, <laughs> like us being called scum? Because <laughs> this is far too depressing. We're not selling him. Um, not yet, anyway. But what I was actually going to say was just to, to finish that thought off, was that I felt completely doom and gloom about the entire thing in the wake of the game on the match ball and I'd written off I said, well Calvin's too good he'll never stay which he may not but today I'm just feeling a bit more spiky about it and I'm, I'm almost I think by Wednesday Thursday I'll be bang up for Newcastle again mm. I will have worked it out of my system anyway let's listen to a bunch of scouts celebrating no I didn't bother with that instead I went to Redmen TV I mean we might not even want this one it's so balanced it's them talking about the red card and then there's also Anfield Agenda is the man who we might remember he was calling them fucking clowns last season <laughs> you might remember but he was doing a live watch along and he basically saw the red card the same as us as well. So as a contrast to maybe some of the things you may have seen on Twitter, here are some more balanced people speaking. The challenge itself, I don't think it was malicious. It, was, it wasn't It was maybe maybe a bit reckless at most, but obviously I don't think the, the guy meant it. He got sent off and then kind of after, after that, you know, I think a lot of people kind of felt the same. It was... Just slightly numb, really, of, you know, okay, great, we're on one nil up, but, you know, it's a massive blow to a young lad who's, uh, as I said before, has had a huge impact on, on, on football. So, um, wish him all the best of luck. Keep your support messages coming. And then this is Anfield Agenda. Elliot in a bit of space now, right hand side. Go on, Harvey. Good tackle on him, to be fair. Good tackle on. Oh, Elliot's down. Serious, serious, uh, serious. Ox. This is serious. Collision, what was it? Yeah, it was a t- it was a sliding challenge from behind. Bollocks. Salah immediately, immediately wanted medical attention on. We'll wait and see what happens here, folks. It looked like a fair challenge. It was one of those kind of half behind, half sideways sliding challenges. To me, I looked like he got he got the ball, and I had no qualms at the time about the challenge. But you know. I don't know if we will see a replay of it, but it, this looks like a bad injury from players, from people's faces. When he started saying this is serious there, I almost segued straight into Celine Dion. <laughs> anyway. Well, what is wrong with you in that case? Ah, uh, well, yeah, I mean, I mean, that's pretty much how we all saw it, wasn't it? It is nice to know that not everyone's swivel-eyed lunatics. Shall Speaking of, the- <laughs> yeah, then, shall we? Shall we? I mean, this is, everyone, this man has been the, the talk of, Twitter as an if which, which I think he probably wants. That's is yeah. That, yeah. This is the currency now, isn't it? It's just a te- it's an attention economy that we're in, unfortunately. And the more outlandish you are, like that guy, the um, the Anfield agenda guys there, then they're not going to get a lot of traction. Versus what this is going to get because this is fucking preposterous. Yes, this is someone called Sonny who does have his own YouTube thing, um, which is called the Liverpool Addiction, 
but he was on the football terrace, which I've I've kind of come across before. It's a YouTube phone in sort of format after games. It's quite instructive to read the comments that are alongside the live feed of this because as soon as he said, it's a guy called um, Terry, I think the bloke who hosts it. As soon as he said, speaking to Sonny, the comments, here we go, laughing faces, deluded Sonny, not this guy, worst Liverpool fan, not Sonny, deluded Sonny is back, Liverpool fan, oh God, not him, with the comments on it. Um, and it's, like, it's like the Piers Morgan of Liverpool internet, isn't it? And, and in fairness, I think he, he did justify those comments with his, his initial rant about him. I, I think this is the first time ever where we've won the game 3-0 and I genuinely feel like we've just been battered 5-0. Leeds United, shame on you. Leeds United are a disgrace. Bielsa, Struich, however you pronounce his name, everyone associated with Leeds United are a disgrace. So go in on an 18-year-old from behind, and I see people saying that is not a red card. It was sent as that not a red card. You go in from behind someone, that is a red all day long. That's like me walking in Asda and like deciding to fully a baby on its head. It's illegal. Going behind on an 18-year-old, putting in a challenge like that, it should be illegal. I'm surprised if it's not illegal. Harvey Elliott was just possibly just has it had his career ended before it's begun. And that's all because of Leeds United. I can't even focus. Salah's reached 100 goals today. Salah's literally my favourite player probably ever, ahead of Jared, ahead of anyone. And I can't even enjoy that today because the team we played are absolutely disgusting in Leeds United. I, I just, for me, everything about Leeds, some of the chance that was going on, Bielsa's tactics, the fact that they're the most overrated team in the country, everything about Leeds United, I despise. And today, it's just gone from here to, here to there. And it, what annoys me even more is the fact that some people are trying to say that's not a red card. If that happens to your team, you do not hear one fan saying that's not a red card. It's a red all day. And if there's an option for it to be like a, a more of a disciplined reaction, you need to get that straight away. Because for me, especially the fact he's 18, he's got his whole life ahead of him, let alone his career. And that might have just been ended today due to some stupid tackle from a Leeds United player. I, for me, Leeds United, everything they do is just infuriating. The chance, like I said, the manager, the style of football, the fact that everyone loves them for some reason. That's why I think loads of people are saying, it's not a red. No, 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 it's fine. It's because it's Liverpool and we like Leeds. So let's just back Leeds for a minute. Leeds United, the most overrated team in the country. Football personality, fans, whatever you want to say about Leeds, is so overrated. And that is a red card all day long. And if there's a, if there's a way to do it above a red card, do it. Put him in prison. I mean, he's 18 years old. I just, I, I can't even enjoy the fact we won 3 0 today. And that's what annoys me the most. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist. 
specialist to find out if it's right for you. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I know we've seen and heard some nonsense, particularly on Twitter. Genuine football fans, Liverpool fans as well, right-minded Liverpool fans, they're going to think that's shit. <laughs> yeah, Any, anyone. If it was a Leeds fan doing that, I would be just thoroughly embarrassed. It's just so performative, isn't it? It's just bullshit. Yeah, oh. the thing is, you mentioned before about the attention economy. I think what um, Sonny's not realising, and I think it might be dawning on him when he looks at his viewing figures, is that that stuff is a fad and it won't last forever. He's got his talking points of it should be illegal, um, leads are a team of thugs and he's a child and is trying to build something out of those. It never really works. You can you can tell, and the other clips of this guy, you can feel that there's a lack of sort of genuine feeling behind these because it's he's he's doing it to impress. Yeah, it's performative, yeah. Yeah, it's the, the performance aspect. And you'd say, you know, it's what's getting the attention, but his... Um, his own channel where it's uh, the Leeds are a disgrace video that he's done has got 360 views. Leeds are disgusting, 164 views. Is that a separate video? Yeah. Okay. Um, they're all, uh, the, the Leeds are a disgrace one's two minutes. Leeds are disgusting is half an hour. And yeah, 160 people have watched that. Salah, his player ratings one gets 77 views. And when you look back, he's been doing this for a few months Ranking Klopp's signings, 36 minutes, 100 views. And I don't mean to, you know, pick on anybody for not getting many viewers. It's not a, a competition. <laughs> well, no, but but the only reason he would be doing this, you know, he has his PayPal link in his um, channel. So it's like, yeah, I'll do this. Um, this contains uh, instant match reactions, real opinions, PayPal me and support me. But nobody's interested because it's not very good. And it's going to end up with just having to, give it up because the Goldbridge effect only really works because of Goldbridge is great at it. You know, I I don't know if he's, I still don't even know if he's a real Man yeah, United fan. You can't tell whether it's real or not. Can you? That's the thing, even though I think from what we gather is it's, it's an act. Basically. But, the, but the believability of it, it yeah. works. And he's, you know, become a, a roaring success because people want to give him money to do it. Not because of it's something that's really copyable. And there's a lot of people trying to copy that and it's not going to work. And bless him, Sonny's a, a young lad and he's going to spend, I guess, this season having even Liverpool fans hating everything he says, <laughs> uh, reacting as they, as Michael pointed out when he comes on every, any of these live streams saying, oh no, not him. And then he's just going to have to, I guess, I don't know, go to university and get a job or something. He'll, he'll, just, have to, he'll just have to take like something in the olden that's a very, that's Like a- in the olden days. Very old man's opinion on YouTube. I want to see him on a greengrocer's stall. Well, it'll work for some. I mean, you look at the Anfield rap and there's uh, Redmen TV that have made 
big successes out of what they're doing and the the production values. I mean, I mentioned before about the way the Anfield Rap film their bacon. It's beautiful. You know, there's obviously a lot of they're very good at filming. They could do cookie cookery shows. Got sizzle. I don't know if Sonny really has the ability to pivot into cookery when this doesn't work. It's almost like the difference between you see people who who want to be famous for like being good at singing, for example, or being good at acting or something, and then you see people who want to be famous for like being on Love Island or doing something mildly outrageous and being like in that weird half celebrity, half Instagram influencer type band of people. And like, I guess one is really good and one is absolutely terrible, and he falls into the really terrible category because he's. And I mean, we, we talk about our performance of it as we'll come on in a bit to his his weirdly recorded after the event pretending to watch it live live match reaction to oh, it this sounds exhausting and it, it's so why like, did we even bother doing youtube <laughs> well the, the thing is in fact well let's, let's go straight. The, by the way if the, if the algorithm is listening to this we do love you thank you yeah no chad hurley's sorting that out <laughs> yeah. for us isn't he we've got the inside track anyway back to back to the let's let's play the idiot <sighs> so this one i mean i don't know it, this is where terry who is hosting tries to talk a bit of sense into him and he just goes, he just keeps going with it. Um, it's like he's decided his his path and he just won't be deterred. <laughs> um, it's interesting. I mean, listen, a lot of people are disagreeing with you in, in the comments in relation to that. You want him to get more than a three-game ban. You're saying more than three games. I'd I, I give him a season ban. It's the fact that he's 18 years old. He knew exactly what he was doing. And when I see, when, when you can see on the, uh, the camera angles on TV, Arthur, he's like, oh no, what have I done here? What have I done here? He knew exactly what he was doing. He knew the play he was going into is literally a kid. That should make it illegal in itself. And then the challenge on another question, it's just, I just, I, just, I don't, it's, I, can't, I cannot believe he's had the nut to even try and do that. If only he'd been 19, eh? <laughs> and if, and if, I mean, yeah, if he'd have been a bit older, if Pascal himself would have been a bit younger. What if Pascal had been 17 and he'd done it to an 18-year-old? Would that have made it all right? Clown, oh. he's, not, he's not even saying anything. He's not saying anything, is he? He's yeah, just saying he's only a kid. He knew what he was doing. Shut up. I'm not sure if it's in... Go to the green grocery store. Well, he kind of put it across in the first clip that we listened to. That it's all about the uh, Bielsa's team setting out to do this to sweet young players. But if that's true, why is this the tackle? that we chose that Stroik deliberately decided this is how I'm going to hurt him rather than from the very first minute of the game just take his knees off instead of doing this incredibly subtle bide my time yeah and then I'll just I'll see if I could because one of the points about this accident is that it's fairly freakish occurrence to actually if um, Elliot's foot had been you know six inches the other side it doesn't happen. Stroik is not that good that he was able to plot the exact positioning of Harvey Elliott's trailing ankle with but his we trailing know, we leg. Know, we know this. Yeah. He, he knows this. Why are we even discussing I'm, it I'm not, in the context of this little fuckwork? And I think that's my, that was my point before about how it's not going to work for him because when, you, when we all know that what he's doing is just picking the most outrageous position he can and then yelling at people about it on YouTube, that is why there is only 166 views on the stream because people just know... He doesn't really think this. And when he's sitting in his Love Island chair, pretending to watch the game live and retrofitting a reaction that he thinks he's going to get the most attention, people see through that. Um, unless, you know, he's Kenneth Branagh. Well, yeah, what you're saying is, and I'm going to agree with you, is we are living in an era of authenticity and there's none of it here. That's what it is. People can sense the difference between the authentic and the not. Yes. Right. Let's just play the Liverpool addiction, this thing that he did, his live <laughs> Christ. 
going, Harvey? Oh, rat! Rat! Disgust! Oh, my God! Oh, he's hurt! Of course he's hurt! Oh, rat! That's why you blow the whistle! Shit! Harvey Elliott is badly hurt. Uh, from what I've seen at a challenge, I wasn't probably looking, but it looked bad. It looked like straight from behind. And I don't know what happened, but he's probably broken his leg or something. Harvey Elliott's career literally started last week, and now there's probably going to be talk if it's over. Just get out. What well, a remarkably quick assessment. I listened back to it. I managed to find the Sky commentary, and um, I think it was NBC, or maybe just the, the general international feed that Peter Drury was on. And within the same time frame, no one of these, of these absolute seasoned broadcasters, and actually Bryn Law as well, no one had picked out half the things he did in 30, in the first, within 30 seconds of the challenge. Like, that was a, he's hurt badly. He, he knew that within seconds, didn't he? Almost like he'd watched it before. Then he knew about, he knew it was probably some sort of a break. Um, he had all stuff lined up about, you know, the referee should have, should be blowing his whistle he for these this, things. This and... kid, he needs a girlfriend, boyfriend. I thought you were going to say a shoeing. But, a job. Um... He, probably, he probably does need a shoeing, but he's only a kid. You can't touch a kid. You can... He probably does. He needs a, be- a beating in a car park off 6CTV. This, this, is the, this is the real world. <laughs> we don't mean that, just to, no, be, we don't, just don't, to be clear. Don't beat up children. No, I'm, no, still, I'm, uh, I'm just... He's I'm got shit hair up. as well. On, on this clip, I'm actually. Still dro- I'm still dwelling on your um, seasoned broadcasters and Bryn Law. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Bryn. <laughs> I wasn't... Nothing to take him down I think he meant, an, an, he meant including down. Bryn Law. And he is one of them, is what I meant. <laughs> don't beat up children. God. Don't beat up children, no. Yeah, he's just exhausting, is this guy. I mean, he'd done a full... He, this was a cut together thing uploaded the morning after the game, about half ten, I think, or something. He went up of his his live reaction to the goals and to this incident, and I was I was annoyed enough that I was actually trying to track shadows in the room to see it to sort of prove that it had <laughs> to, like the moon landings, you know, to prove that it's all been filmed within like a within like a few minutes. There's a, there's a shadow of a, some flowers on the on the wall. Did you go like, all grassy knoll book depository? And I was thinking, gosh, I wonder which I wonder what side that window's facing. I wonder if. Because over the course of a game, it's a couple of hours. I'm thinking the the sun would have moved, whereas the shadows on his face and off his um his mum's Michael his mum's egg chair are My, all the same. Michael, but it was po- it would have been pointless. Mum's egg it? chair, his mom, and it is his mum. If you're watching in your egg chair, you're uh, etc. Michael, um, what's happened there? What, what, you, you went quite far down the rabbit hole, and I'm worried about you. Well, it was just watching as the kid. This, this is ridiculous. I know I've got angry at a, a stupid child on 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 YouTube, and I know I shouldn't. Um, and I, I'm probably just you know there's probably some deep subconscious unloading of my own issues onto this child whatever it might be I've just this, you've, you've gone wrong there I know I have I know I have it's, it's too far and also I, I did try and put myself in the perspective of his mum who has been kicked out of her conservatory <laughs> so he's like so we can are you doing your fake you're doing your fake match reaction love okay yeah, mama, will, yeah you can have the orangery back in a bit how long are you gonna be uh, just just 10 minutes go out go out into the garden for a bit I don't want you to hear me doing my, my pretend shouting thing it's, it's a bit embarrassing and then we'll and then have you have you got your socks out from under bed, love? Yes. Okay. I'll go. I'll go put a bit wash for you. I think it's a sock, isn't it? Under just under yeah. bed. Yeah. Anyway, right. Let's uh, hear from um, from Steve Nickel, please. Just sa- save this absolute abomination with something from Stevie. Ah, uh, Stevie. He wasn't covering our game, which was a shame. Um, and I don't know if you've heard, but Ronaldo's re-signed for Man United. Oh. Yeah. So ESPN, I mean, you know, you can't blame them. They have to cover these. After the weekend we've had, I'm glad we're talking about Ronaldo. <laughs> they have to cover these these that feel actually, good stories. That actually, don't all got lost, didn't it? I completely forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been it's been fairly um, gushingly written about by lots and lots of people. But ESPN were covering the story then of who was better in their prime because it's you know the Man United Ronaldo not in his prime now. 
has been a really good player, but who was better in their prime? Was it Cristiano Ronaldo or Brazilian Ronaldo? You know, well, the answer is Brazilian Ronaldo. That is correct. Um, you know, R nine or CR seven. So they've got, oh, that, they've got uh, this as well. Shut it down. They've got a panel together. Unplug the internet. R nine, CR seven. Shut it down. But they've got a panel together to discuss it anyway, which is which is fine. You know, it's filling a bit of space. And on that panel is is Steve Nichol, and here's um, here's what he had to say. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Gab, who would you pick? Oh, which one's Cristiano Ronaldo? What do you mean? Well, it's the same person, isn't it? No, Ronaldo's first name isn't Cristiano, no. is it? <laughs> oh, I thought that... Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're OK. Well, you need to read my book. You need to read question, my book. I thought the You're question was lost. which Ronaldo, the Manchester United Ronaldo or right. Real Madrid okay. Ronaldo. Right. I beg your pardon. OK. OK. I beg your pardon. I thought, I thought Ronaldo maybe had nine when he was at United. No, no, he had seven. He had seven with his name. No, that's, that's why Cavani. Yeah, number seven. That's why there's this big to do about him wearing number seven again. So he was nine at Real Madrid for one season. And Raúl, you know what, Man United, he was number nine. No, he was seven. No, but that's why I thought. Right, because it's got R nine. I was thinking Ronaldo nine when he was at Man United. Okay. And he changed to CR7. Gab, who would you choose oh in their absolute prime? I'm glad he doubled down then again, which is what his <laughs> tactic seems to be when he's just completely flabbergasted. He seems to forget that he's on television. Yeah, he's, times, I've written not, down, he's employed as a football expert. It's That's like listening to somebody arguing at like a family meal, saying like, no, no, no I know that, but I thought you were saying, that, but that's why I thought that's what I was thinking. <laughs> And, no, and therefore, know, you need I to know. understand that I, even though I'm massively wrong... I really need to shout at you about my, how wrong I my, was. My thoughts were... Uh, and it's great, and it's on TV. God bless him. Well, that's, what, that's what they're serving up for the American great, audience. It's like the, the clip of him, which I'm not... Have we even covered this? Or have we just watched it and laughed about it? The, the clip where he's on telly and someone asks, what the trophy over your right shoulder? Yeah. And he goes, well, I can't see it. <laughs> and they go, you can't, it's behind you. He's like, just, like yeah, I can't see it on the camera, can you? And they're like... Which, what are you talking about? It's about three minutes long as well. And they're as going, just, just turn to... around. And he's going, I can't, I'm, I can't see it, can I? Like, it's behind you, Stevie. And it's in Look. your house. <laughs> Don't you know what's on your shelves? And he's just going, no, because it... <laughs> And then he, he tries to turn that round as well. He says, well, I bet you don't know what's on in your house. <laughs> yes, I do. And, also, and, if, and if someone asked me and it was behind me, I'd go, oh, it's, a, it's, the, it's the Bielsa model that just sits there. But... Um, <laughs> Anyway, at least he gave a bit of light relief in a week that's been... Um, it's been awful, hasn't it? Sunny, dreadful. that's how it's done. Yeah. You know, watch and listen to the master. <laughs> yeah, just behave like you've had a brain injury. And... Oh, but, I mean, authenticity, we were saying. Yeah. Say what you like about Steve Nichol. You, you he can't, may, you he can't be, fake that, can you? He may be unprofessional and an idiot, <laughs> but he's very authentic and I love him. After his miserable start last season, which it all started with Liverpool, didn't it? The, uh, uh, the There's no control. No, that was Manchester oh, was Man City, City, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. But it all started about a year ago now, and we I've come to love him. Yeah, if, despite <laughs> despite everything. Well, I think it is a good place to leave it because we've managed to smile over what was a particularly difficult weekend. I just hope that when we reconvene to do propaganda at the start of next week, we'll have some really unhappy Geordies because they are very, very unhappy. And we're going to come on to that preview in the main show. So look out for that in podcast and, and YouTube feed um, when we preview Newcastle. They're, they're not happy. And I hope we make them more unhappy because we desperately need some light in our lives. I think they're almost they almost revel in the unhappiness at the moment. They're like we were a bit under um, under Bates in those yeah. years where you're like, well, 
let's let's lean into this thing because we're stuck with it and we'll, we'll go with the misery. But yes, hopefully they won't have anything to smile about. Thank you for joining us on this one. We'll see you then. The Square Ball Podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.